This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? You're Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 957. By Realtor.com, the home of home search. Well, Nick Friedel, it wasn't Christmas Day at Chase Center where the Warriors ran away from the Rockets in a furious second half uh, in dominating uh, their longtime rivals and occasional nemesis, uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But uh, it's up there when you only have now 13 wins on the season in 60 games when you can flip a... 18-point deficit into a 16-point win on the road, playing with eight players and no point guards. What a win for the Warriors. We welcome you into Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, John Dickinson, Nick Friedel. The Suns put 41 on the board in the first quarter and didn't score 100 for the night. This is just a bizarro, wild Warriors win. This is the second-best win of the year to me, J.D., because that Houston win on Christmas was unbelievable at Chase, and it was rocking. But to come in in the circumstances that they did, playing without Draymond, without Jordan Poole, without Kai Bowman, and to still run away with the game, this speaks to what Steve Kerr has said all season about playing with the right attitude and playing with a mindset in thinking that each time you hit the floor, no matter who's out there, you can still find a way. And this embodies everything that Steve Kerr has taught better than any win the Warriors have had all year. The Warriors outscored the Suns 87-58 to over the final three quarters of the game. 87-58 to over the final 36 minutes of action. They trailed 41-28 at the end of the first quarter. The Warriors would again, as I mentioned, trail by as many as 18, lead by as many as 19. So a 37-point swing at one point. It winds up uh, being a 34-point swing overall in a ball game where the Warriors started tonight. Damian Lee, Andrew Wiggins, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. There are so many different things to point out from this one. Every player except Juan Toscano-Anderson finished in double figures, which, of course, you're going to get more attempts, right? Fewer players. But everybody came through in some way for the Warriors tonight. Kevon Looney gets back into double figures, J.D., with 10 points. 
in 15 minutes. This is the type of team effort that any team who's playing shorthanded needs, but this is the type of team effort we have not seen lately from the Warriors. When you come in having lost eight in a row and you're not playing with any kind of rhythm, especially after that second half against the Lakers the other night at Chase, to then come out and get crunched in the first quarter and turn it all the way around, this speaks to the mental toughness that this group has shown throughout much of the year, despite all the injuries that have piled up. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to participate on a Saturday night in the city, Leap Day 2020. People are feeling good. Uh, the Warriors picking up win number 13, now 13 and 47. And don't worry, fear not if you are a fretter over the reverse standings as we point them out to you on a night-in, night-out basis here on 95.7 The Game as far as the overall draft positioning goes. Fear not, the Atlanta Hawks got a win tonight. <laughs> the New York Knicks are now, they, they got a win tonight as well as they beat Chicago uh, at the Garden. I think that was an afternoon affair. Uh, so they picked up a victory now to move to 18-42. and 42. Cleveland battled but ultimately lost to Indiana at home. The Warriors now still four games clear of Cleveland for that second spot, but other teams in the mix as far as the, the top three spots, which all have the equal 14% chance at the number one pick. The Warriors actually didn't lose any ground on the Knicks uh, or Atlanta, although Minnesota re-entered that conversation. Uh, Minnesota now 17-41. and 41. Uh, They put themselves in a position where they're, they're right there in that mix, neck and neck, with, uh, with the others that, that I mentioned. J.D., this is also, this is game, it exemplifies why the Suns are the Suns. <laughs> because yeah. they have all this talent in their starting lineup. They have Devin Booker, who made the all-star team. This is a game that teams who are improving, who have a nice young core, should win and should probably win going away. They didn't. They found ways to lose it, and it's a credit to what the Warriors have done, not only tonight, but over the course of this season, hanging in some of these games, not finding a way to close. Not only did they close, they they just walked off in Phoenix in a moment where the Suns should have had enough talent to roll by them, they didn't. And you know what? If you're the Phoenix Suns right now, the, the Warriors, Steve Kerr, that's as happy as I've seen him in a while. The Phoenix Suns, after a game like this, have got to be looking in the mirror going, what the hell is going on? Back-to-back nights at home, the Suns see the Warriors end an eight-game losing streak, and the Pistons, I believe it was <laughs> a six-game right losing streak. Derek Rose, right at the end last night. You're right. For yeah. the Pistons, back-to-back nights in their building, and you look up, we've talked a lot today about the Western Conference playoff picture, and Memphis earned themselves a victory tonight against the Lakers at home after dropping five straight coming out of the All-Star break. But Memphis, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Blazers, and Sacramento, all within three and a half of each other from from eighth all the way down to 12th. If you're the Phoenix Suns, you're thinking, how the hell are we not in that conversation? And the Suns, by virtue of, of the losses the last couple of nights, they're two games behind that entire group now that 
we just mentioned. It's Phoenix, it's Minnesota, and it's the Warriors. The only three teams. We know why the Warriors are there. Those are the only three teams that are completely out of playoff contention right now in the West. To that point on the Suns, it's ugly, ugly, ugly. But the Warriors made it ugly tonight. Bad teams find a way to lose games like this. But, J.D., when you're looking at all the reasons why the Warriors shouldn't have won this game and all the different challenges they had to overcome, what's so intriguing about the way this game lined up, the first quarter, you're you're seeing the same stuff you saw in the second half against the Lakers. They're not running up and down the floor the same way. Phoenix is getting all the looks they want. It would look like in the, the third quarter, that's where everything changed defensively. And with this Warriors team all season long and for your, the last few years, but everything hinges on who wants to play on the defensive end because this team still has enough offensive talent on some nights to hang with most of the teams in the league. Defensively is where uh, they get tripped up. And that happened, that switch flipped in the second half, and it was so noticeable because the bench erupted anytime big plays happen. Steve Kerr was beaming at the way his young team was fighting. And when you play defense the way they did in the second half, you can hang in with damn near anybody in this league. And not only did the Warriors hang in, but they won going away 115-99 to in Phoenix. Golden State 13-47. and The eight-game losing streak is over. Dubs back in action. Quick turnaround for them as they will take on the Wizards at Chase Center tomorrow. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, coming up momentarily as this is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search, John Dickinson, Nick Friedel, following this Warriors win. Uh, let's get to some phone calls, however. We'll get it tipped off uh, here tonight with Robin. Robin in San Francisco is up first. Hey, Robin, how are you? Hey, I'm fine, sweetheart. I just wanted to call. That was really, really a fun game. But I want to tell you what really made it fun. I don't know if you were privy to listening to uh, Azubuki and um, Fitzgerald call this game. If you have an opportunity, I mean, Kenneth Azubuki, had, 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 he had us all pumped. I watched the game with my dad. He's 83 years old. He's a veteran out at the VA hospital. And uh, they make these games fun. You know, they laugh at the, you know, at the Warriors and yeah. the kids. You know when they don't when they don't make the basket like around the layups, and my dad just hangs his head and shakes his head and starts <laughs> laughing. But Azubuki <laughs> and Fitzgerald had us cracking up. I also want to say this is a follow up to my last conversation with you and Whitey. I like Pascal tonight. He was passing the ball more. He was he was, he saw the open people, uh, you know, the open player, and he was passing the ball more. And I like that. And they would do, they were uh, the down screen and they seem to be cutting and the defense and they seem to be it was just a weird game it's like how are these how are these kids winning and so that's all I wanted to say though that Pascal really he really showed a more versatile game tonight um, uh, from the last time I talked to you and so uh, go Warriors and uh, and that's all I gotta say all right and- thanks Robin have a have a wonderful evening Robin in San Francisco checking in that's how we roll on a Saturday night here on Warriors Wrap Up. That's awesome, JD. Shout out to Robin. And yeah, her and, dad. We, and we thank her dad for his That's service right. and, and all of that. The the passion that the Warriors fan base has, even in a year like this, is something to behold. But to Robin's point, 
you and I were bouncing back in between listening to Kalena and Fitz yeah. going nuts on the TV Well, you could have broadcast. a full Kalena soundboard tonight. Oh, absolutely. You could have a full. And, and we're, we're efforting. We're trying to get the fine production staff here. Because Kalena's one of our guys, too. He's on the morning show a lot and one of our regular contributors. Full Kalena soundboard. With, yeah, he he was on fire. He's a monster every time Pascal's running up and down the floor. But then then we've got the the sliding door open around here, and you've got Jim and you've got Tim going off on the radio. Everybody is beaming in. And what was so telling, on top of the passion that people have for this team, is it was like a buildup over the last few weeks. When you have a performance like this it can make some of those bad losses wash away a little easier. And, and Eric Paschal was moving the ball, and the Warriors as a whole were moving the ball tonight. 30 assists. Wow. So, you know, with eight players, it, it can't just be one guy. It's going to have to be everybody because everybody's going to have to play a, a relatively significant amount of minutes. And they wind up with 30 assists, and they had 10 turnovers. You had a 3-1 assist-to-turnover ratio, which is, I mean, that's a winning night for anybody. For a team with no true point guard right yeah. now. No point guards. <laughs> no. You, had, you had Damian Lee. You had, uh, I mean, there were a number of times, and I know he only played 14 minutes or just under 15 minutes. Kevon Looney's initiating the offense. Like, Kevon Looney's throwing entry passes. You and I are and, looking at each other going, wait, 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 what? What? Kevon? Okay. But I truly, J.D., no Kai Bowman, no Jordan Poole, yeah. no Steph. No, yeah, no 30. Yeah. Uh, and and still, you only turn the ball over 10 times on top of the win, which is very, very impressive. That, to me, is the stat of the night. Rob in Oakland. Rob, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, thanks for having me, having me on. Good to be talking with you guys here. Um, this win was just so... Really, I love teams when they play with heart. <clears throat> and that's what the Warriors exhibited all throughout the game. No quit. And you know what? I, I wanted to get you guys' opinion because I was looking at Mulder, and it, I don't see why he wouldn't make an NBA team. I hope he, maybe he can make the Warriors next year. And then the other question I have, uh, Lee, it looks like he played point guard pretty well. Do you think he could be a backup point guard next year? I think he can do a lot of things. I think he's going to pencil in. Thanks, Rob, for the call. I think he's going to pencil in as Clay's backup. Mm-hmm. But I also think, I also think he is at times going to have to play a little three. And I think at times showing that he can handle the ball, even if whether he's playing the two or the three or the one, it all plays. Especially when he finds himself playing with with better players. I think there's definitely a role for Damian Lee on next year's Warriors. I mean that that's why the Warriors signed him in the fashion that they did. Uh, and the more skilled, you know, at times he's been a pretty good rebounder, sort of oddly out of nowhere. Tonight it was the assists. Shooting is his predominant skill. I think he is a player that you're going to want to have around next year for the Warriors. Damian Lee is proving time and again, J.D., that he'll do whatever it takes to hang in the league and now have a little more success as he gets more opportunity. He is the poster child for any player in the G League or who's over in Europe trying to find a way to see if they can really make it in the NBA to keep working and working and working on your craft. And this was a good night for Damian just to show Steve Kerr and the coaching staff, hey, I can do this when you need me to in a pinch. As for Mulder, 
I like the way his confidence stayed the same over the course of the last couple games because he was not very good at all in that Lakers game. He wasn't good at all to start this game. Sure, but he kept firing. But he kept firing. And I'm curious as to what you think now as far as Mulder in – forget next year. Let's say the next 20 or so games because Steph is going to come back here. You'd think at some point in the next couple games somewhere – where do you see Mulder fitting off the bench 10, 15 minutes a game, getting that opportunity to continue to show what he can do? Yeah, I, I think, and I'm interested to see who eventually gets a second 10-day contract. Right. Right. The Warriors brought uh, Pargo in, and the other players, it's escaping me right now. Who was, oh, yeah, that's right, Zach Norvell Jr., and they were 10 days and done. Uh, and... Now they've brought, uh, now they've brought in Mulder and 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 Bender as sort of the next wave. Bender played better tonight as the game went on. He's still struggling though. He's still struggling, although yeah, he winds up being a plus eight. Damian Lee, by the way, plus twenty six tonight. There you go. So good things happening there. I think the jury's still out whether Dragon Bender's going to be here beyond his ten days, and I think that will be up after the game on Tuesday. If I'm not mistaken, Mulder is somebody I'd want to get another. I'd want to get a more extended another look. another ten day. I'd want to get it to me. He would be the first guy that I want to see just how it translates, and even maybe see him a couple of games with Steph. Right. Well, the key for Mulder, and this was going back to his time at Kentucky, JD, is he can shoot it. And when you have guys who can come into the league, and they're getting this opportunity. You have to take advantage of it when you have the chance uh, if you're in their shoes. But you have to make shots. And this kid has shown, at least in this moment, that he can make some shots. Now, can he do it consistently? If he can, it's either going to work for him here or it's going to work for him somewhere else. But that is the difference. When we've watched Bender up to this point, how many times in these last few games has he gotten an open look and you're like, all right, you better knock this down, and it's not going down. So I, I'm i I'm thinking that Mulder is going to get that extended look that we thought that Bender may get when he initially signed. And, and Bender did finish with 13 points, and he had three blocks and four assists. You mentioned the Warriors with the 30 assists and the 10 turnovers. You flip that around, the Suns had 19 turnovers. So the Warriors were really, I thought, at times playing pretty good defense. A lot of that is the Suns just not taking the game seriously. Yeah, what were the Suns doing and, most of the time? You know, Devin Booker is a guy, I know he gets the all-star nod when Damian Lillard gets hurt, sort of the, the D'Angelo Russell all-star nod. Uh, My best buddy. And clown. <laughs> clown for Dell. And so... But Devin Booker, six turnovers himself tonight. Ricky Rubio, five. So the starting backcourt with a traditional one and a traditional two had 11 turnovers tonight for the Suns, and the Warriors' entire team had 10. That's been the biggest knock on Devin Booker since he got in the league, J.D. wasn't that he can't put up points. He can in bunches. He is one of those younger players. When you look at him on paper, you go, man, This guy's numbers are awesome. When you watch him, you think, how does he affect winning? And that's what the Warriors have placed a premium premium on over the course of the last few years. 
they bring in guys that they believe can affect winning on a nightly basis. And Booker is a really, really nice player. But there is a reason why you have seen him on teams that historically have not done much of anything. Bobby G. Bobby G. is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Bobby G. How's it going, fellas? What's happening? Uh, great to hear you on, Nick. And you actually stole my point. Because I was just going to ask, how are the Suns that have Booker, who is like, what, borderline all-star, superstar numbers, and Aiton on the team, who's arguably, what, a top five center in the league? How are they so bad? How are they so bad? And number two, Warriors, is it the system? Is it the organization that, like, you know, Marquise Chris? He's doing better with us than anybody else. Damian Lee, would he work on a different team? Like, is it just our organization? Once we add the Splash Brothers back, uh, motivated Draymond, I think we're going to get another ring. Thanks, Bobby G. I don't know about another ring. We might want to tamp that down just a little bit. Uh, you know, nights like tonight, though, are the nights to where if you're a fan, you start to think, wait a minute, everybody can fit. You could see it. Everybody fits. You, you could see you could see the horizon. Everybody fits. Clay and Steph. It's and been worth Draymond. all these losses because I could see what's happening down the line and it's possible that everything is coming together again. And, and everybody you saw tonight's gonna have a role next year. <laughs> we'll we'll take all the old Phoenix bad first round picks and we'll make them worthy now. Uh, let's but let's let's back up on on Bobby's points. Why is Phoenix so bad? Because they haven't developed their players, especially their first round talent. That's the reason that that team has struggled for so long. I like Monty Williams a lot, but when you have a team that has struggled to develop their young pieces, that's top down. Robert Sarver, the owner, the constant changing doors at the GM position. You gotta stick with the people you put in place and hope they're doing the job. As for who fits J.D., you and I both like Damian Lee a lot. I think he is a keeper for this year and and for years to come. Chris continues to improve as he gets more of an opportunity. And after that, another guy we haven't talked too much about yet, but we've been talking about him all season, Eric Paschal, really has come out of the haze that he was in, the rookie wall, the last month, month and a half. He's had some nice games, but he's starting to string together bigger games like we saw earlier in the year. And when you get that type of production from younger players and you build their confidence and then you add a Chris to the mix. Jordan Poole has had some nicer games recently as as he's come along in his rookie year. All of a sudden, you bring back Steph Clay. I love that motivated Draymond has become like China Clay. Motivated <laughs> is yeah. like the word that you add. Oh, well, it's okay. Motivated Draymond's going to come back and, and help us save the day. So you add those pieces around younger players with confidence, and you have a mix where you can get the kind of optimism that we're hearing from these callers so far. The thing that you like tonight and I think Eric Pascoe fell out of the haze that maybe Bobby G stepped into That's right. on, on, That's right. on, on this Saturday night. But the thing you like about tonight, Eric Pascoe and Damian Lee were the Warriors' best two players on the floor, and those are the two guys. Like If everybody else is out and Andrew Wiggins is kind of getting this complete mulligan, it, it feels like he's getting a mulligan. It feels like... 
with Andrew Wiggins, and he was he was okay tonight. He was fine. He didn't shoot it well, 6 of 20, a little more aggressive, which I think some were hoping to see. But if Andrew Wiggins is just going to be a guy that is going to fit in and not try to dominate when star players are out, then you're going to you want to see the guys that you also think are going to play along that you know same vein step up when yes. there are players out. Yes. If Wiggins isn't going to be one of them, then you need you want the next two guys who pencil as players that should be playing next year to to rise up. And I think Eric Pascal is a backup four, and Damian Lee, as we talked about, is a backup two that two, maybe can three, handle and and play some three, some, maybe some point guard in a pinch like tonight. That's what you want to see. And and oh, by the way, Marquise Chris was probably the next best Warriors player tonight. A great sign all the way around, but even more for anyone who watched Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota. JD, the biggest issue was the motor. Some nights it was running real hot, and some nights it wasn't. How do you tell the difference? Well, that's that was also another key that people struggle. I mean, with, that because I can't. With the Timberwolves, and I've said this a couple of times, Nick. Like, I almost think part of, and you know, because you you've covered him and that and that team very closely, mm-hmm. and I and I did not. What is like? I feel like some of it could be as an outsider. Is it just his personality type? Is it just the fact that he's a quieter dude? He's just not demonstrative, and and you know some guys just get penalized for being quieter dudes. Is that part of it, or is that? I think that's a big part of it. The other reason he's getting penalized, though, JD, is he signs this max extension, and he has way too many nights where he has sixteen points, and you're not sure exactly what he's doing on the floor. But this is the the issue for. Moving forward for Andrew Wiggins, and the reason that Warriors fans should have optimism is they've watched him now for the last couple weeks. When you look at Andrew Wiggins tonight, you say, okay, 6 of 20, that's not great. Here are some keys, though. He went to the foul line seven times. He had seven rebounds. He had five assists. He had three steals. He had two blocks. It's the activity in the other areas when he's not shooting well that should make you go, hmm, okay, maybe he is responding to the challenge of Steve Kerr and the coaching staff. Maybe he is responding to the culture. And that's another point Bobby G made. When you're the Warriors and you have this culture that has resonated around the league, of course these young players want to come here and show that they can win here. And then you had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and motivated Draymond, and you go, hey, Things are pretty good, but that makes a huge difference, not only in picking up players for the future, but in knowing that things are heading in the right direction and, and things are really looking up for a team that is in the middle of this gap year. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number if you want to get in on Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson, Nick Friedel. Warriors beat the Suns tonight, 115-99. to We will hear from the head coach, Steve Kerr, coming up after this right here on 95.7 The Game. He's a monster! Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That was savage! Hey, we're putting together that Kalena soundboard. Kalena, Kalena soundboard. Kalena. Warriors wrap up. 
Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. John Dickinson, Nick Friedle. Warriors won tonight. That's why we're in such a good mood. I think the city's in a good mood. I think the entire Bay Area is in a good mood. Uh, if Question for you, though. If the Warriors turn around an 18-point deficit and win by 16 on leap day, does anybody remember it the next three years? Oh, we're going to remember it, buddy. We're going to remember it. I just February 29th will always have a special place. 229, 2020. Right. I thought you were going to hit me with, well, if the Warriors turn it around and they win 18 in a row and Steph leads the comeback, then then maybe, just maybe, they can well, get all the way back. You know what? If the If the Warriors did finish with 20 straight wins... And we're thirty three and thirty seven, or thirty three and forty seven. They'd be. They might be right there. They'd be. They they'd be on be, the fringes. They, they might only miss by about two games. They'd be on, the, and and They're, no team would want to touch them because thirty three would not get you in. Because, but man, it might get you close if you look get at you the real track close. It might get you above <laughs> them. I mean, in the Western Conference I mean, playoff race, you'd have you'd have Steph coming back, and and that motivated Draymond guy would be up and running, and oh my. Uh, we're going to hear from Steve Kirk coming up momentarily, but first we want to get to Peter in Oakland. Peter joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Peter. Hi. Hey, I just on, wanted to thank you so much for having me on. And as a lifelong Timberwolves fan, I think the Golden State Warriors got an incredible pickup. His athleticism, he's just top-notch. And this is going to really free him up having perimeter shooting with Curry and Thompson. It's just going to free him up. You know, the Timberwolves really didn't treat him that well organizationally. There are a lot of problems with that franchise. And the Warriors got a huge, huge steal in that trade. I'll hang up. All right. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate the call. I was going to actually ask Peter, as a lifelong Timberwolves fan, I think Timberwolves have been around 31 years. 30 and change, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they were, yeah, were 88-89 or 89-90? One of, they're one of those. 88-89 because it was with the Magic. Yeah, they was them and the ma- it was them and the Magic and the Heat and the, and the heat Hornets had just come in right. right, right it was right. the Heat and the Hornets were paired together, and the Magic and the Timberwolves, and the Magic and the Timberwolves were yeah. So it would have been eighty nine ninety, eighty nine ninety would have been yeah. Okay. So this would be their what thirty first year. I but guess. so JD, on top of the fact that I have heard Peter sentiment from a lot of Timberwolves fans who say this is it for Wiggins, he's in a perfect place, he won't have as much pressure. What people are, I don't feel like valuing as much as they need to and understand just how great of a a portion of that deal it is, that pick next year is going to be, if it's not in the top three, because it's top three protected, it's going to be awesome. Because that Timberwolves team <laughs> just is not, they're not very good. Well, and the one thing you do see when a team gives up a pick that tells you they're going all in. Right. Like, they're going to try like hell to be as good as they possibly can, even if that winds up meaning they're a mid to upper 30s win team that maybe doesn't make the playoffs. They're going to at least shoot for that next year. But, yeah, I that feels to me, Nick, like it's going to be a 6-9 a to nine pick. That team is Towns... And D'Angelo Russell now and a bunch of... Well, they got to gut it. I mean, they're going to gut the whole thing. They're going to completely try to... Right. They've, they've got a bunch of miscast pieces. But the at the at the heart of this, in the very beginning, J.D., when this deal went down, I went, oh, man, Wiggins. 
because I've watched him. And, and I, I'm not saying all the problems are solved and everything's fixed now. A couple weeks later, having talked to enough people within the Warriors organization, I do buy into the fact that the culture here will help bring the best out of him. Right. What that is or what that may become over time, we're still going to find out. But the best of Andrew Wiggins is yet to come within the framework of this organization. And the issue for him has been, on top of the motor not always being there, it's the consistency. If he can bring those two things together over the course of the next year or so, then you really think the Warriors got the better end of that deal. Give me a grade for Andrew Wiggins through seven games. A solid B. Okay. A solid B. Those first four games, you looked at the box score, you saw him running back on both sides of the floor, and you went, okay, (laughs) okay. And now the last couple nights, he's kind of coming back to earth a little bit, at least shooting-wise. Yeah, the the 6 of 20 tonight. The one thing I did like tonight was two blocks, five assists, seven rebounds. You're seeing it in other areas. You're seeing the activity that Minnesota always wanted in other facets of his game, and that's that's a great thing. But as we're talking about Wiggins, J.D., I'm reminded, and, and Bonte and the fellas had him on the show right after, but Tom Thibodeau, his former coach mm-hmm. with the Minnesota Timberwolves, he was there that first night when Andrew made his debut against the Lakers, and he was telling anybody who would listen, including including me, yeah. give him a chance here because he's not going to feel as much pressure as he did there. It makes sense. I think Andrew is in a good frame of mind, and I'd add this anecdotally over the last couple of days. The other day he was at practice. I said, what is the biggest difference between here and Minnesota? And he said, we're losing games here, but everybody is positive. Everybody's feeling good about where we're headed. And then he tried to save it, and he said, oh, it was like that Minnesota, but it wasn't really the same. I can tell you. I was in that locker room a lot over the last couple of years, but I was in that locker room, J.D., two months ago when the Warriors, who have not won many games, beat up on the Timberwolves. Right. It was the quietest locker room I've ever heard in my entire life. You could have heard a pin drop in that locker room after the game. And you're looking around going, man, it's really, really bad here. And to Steve Kerr and the Warriors' credit all season, no matter how bad things have gotten, Everybody is upbeat, and you do not see that a lot in this league when things are going bad for teams. You have seen that this year because everybody internally is convinced that when next year rolls around and they get everybody back healthy, everything's going to be in good shape again. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr as he met with the media following the ballgame tonight uh, in Phoenix. I just love the way we competed. You know, we had eight guys, and all, all eight of them really contributed, uh, brought energy, brought enthusiasm. I thought uh, we had a lot of really good individual performances, but more than anything, everybody uh, competed for each other and um, defended like crazy. Really fun night and huge uh, huge relief, you know, to, to get off that losing streak, and everybody in that locker room is thrilled. Is this one of the wilder wins you've coached? Oh, there aren't many to choose from this year, unfortunately. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a strange, strange game just because of the circumstances. You know, we not only were our point guards out, but our the two guys who are kind of our 
emergency point guards uh, were out too, you know, with Draymond and uh, and Jordan. Um, so I mean, we had everybody was handling the ball, and uh, you know, Juan Juan played a lot of point. Loon played a little bit of point. Uh, Damian Lee, you know, eight assists, no turnovers, uh, handled the ball against pressure. And, uh, you know, guys did a a really good job just. Um, you know, dealing with the pressure and, and uh, but staying aggressive. We just were down 18, I think, at one point in the first half. What did you know? It could have been, well, here we go again. But instead, obviously, they responded. What did you think kind of sparked it? What, what kind I of thought uh, I thought Mike Mulder played a big role in that. He came off the bench and um, you know he missed his first four or five shots and very easily could have hung his head. He's on a 10 day and you know things weren't going his way. But the job he did defensively on uh, on Booker, and then uh, getting a couple shots to go uh, in the first half, late in the in the second quarter, um, I thought I thought Mike really sparked us, and um, obviously Eric, you know, really got going in that second quarter too. So we had a really key stretch there, um, mid second quarter, where we uh, we really got got some momentum and i think we we held them to 16 points in that quarter so our defense really kicked in how did it feel to see loon get find his game considering the season that he's had yeah it's great to see loon playing uh, the way he's playing he's uh, he's a very skilled player uh you know people haven't seen as much of uh, of loon and what he can do because he's played a very uh, defined role for us as a defensive player as a rebounder but you know he played some point guard in high school he's a good passer a good shooter and um i thought he was really good tonight yeah kevon looney was pretty good tonight in the 14 minutes and 43 seconds that he played the one thing that always plays well nick is defense and the warriors now six and two think about this six and two when they hold a team under 100 there you go i mean that for a team that's 13 and 47 through 60 games. So, yeah, defense always plays. Obviously, with scoring up, I mean, if you're ever holding the team under 100 in today's day and age, you got a pretty good shot to win. But uh, when you give up 41 in the first quarter and don't give up 100, that tells you you did a lot of things really, really well for three quarters of the ball game. JD, you could hear the pride in Steve Kerr's voice. Yeah, the relief. The relief, no question. After all those losses, he gets up on the podium. And he kind of looks around. He's going, ah, I just, I yeah. can't believe that we're in this moment. He's tried to stay positive, but we saw, we saw even the positive positivity start to crack the other night. A little bit of a bottoming out on Thursday yes. night with and the so, Draymond thing and getting beat by thirty again in the second half, getting rolled to have the bounce back performance that they did, and to to feel the pride that he did and the relief. It's something that tells you that they feel like they're starting to turn the corner because you get one win and then maybe you come home tomorrow, you get another win over the Wizards who have played better lately. But whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's let's one at a time. One at a time. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a deep breath. But if you start stringing them together and you get Steph Curry back, yeah. well, then you go, hey guys, we can go into the off season really building up some momentum heading into the new year. And I think that's what Steve more than anything wants to show these younger players because they put in the work. They just haven't been able to close a lot of games out this season because they don't have the closers on the roster right now, at least health health wise. So you get those guys back, 
you continue to find that positivity and you build on nights like tonight. 888 Still time to sneak in a couple of more phone calls as we are with you here until 10 o'clock. It's a Warriors wrap-up as we are brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Uh, final segment, straight ahead, Warriors beat the Suns tonight, 116-99. to 99. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. Final segment, John Dickinson, Nick Friedel. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com. Warriors won tonight, 115-99, to so their eight-game losing streak is over. The Warriors now 6-24 and away from Chase Center. They're back at Chase Center for five of the next six beginning tomorrow night. So it's home for Washington at Denver and then four more at home before a long trip in the middle of March. Hard to believe it's already March here in a matter of two hours and about 11 minutes. Uh, the Warriors with their 31st different starting lineup tonight, and what a, st- a memorable starting lineup go tonight home and frame was. frame that sheet. Uh, Damian Lee, Andrew Wiggins, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson. By the way, the only Warriors player that did not score in double figures tonight, but Juan Toscano-Anderson tweeting out after the game, first NBA start tonight. I remember when people told me going to the G League was a mistake. Always bet on yourself. Kind of a a big, cool moment for him uh, as, you know, Somebody making his first start and contributing to a win on a night. I mean, the the win tonight is kind of indicative of just Juan Toscano-Anderson's story in a lot of ways. In so many ways, the guys who have gotten their opportunity over the course of the last month or so have made the most of it. And, J.D., when you have a story like Damian Lee and then and then you had Marquise Chris who, oh, by the way, like a month ago we were in Sacramento and they said, hey, because of the way the cap is working out and the roster spots are working out. We, we're going to have to let you go. Wow. And nobody claimed him. He stuck with the Warriors. He knew he enjoyed being here. There has been so much up and down with the roster to see these guys come in, take advantage of the opportunity, and be able to shine within that success is really cool to see. And it speaks to, again, the amount of confidence that this organization has in the culture they built and being in to plug in pretty much any player they desire and bring the best out of him. The Warriors set a franchise record 10 years ago with 49 different starting lineups. They had 49 different starting lineups in 82 games. This, the 31 tonight, now the most since the 49 10 years ago, uh, the Warriors also, the last time they flipped the game as they did tonight from 18 down to win by 16 or more, you got to go all the way back a couple of years. The Warriors did that frequently for a few oh, yeah. years. They'd get oh, down yeah. and they, just they'd kind of fall asleep they, they and then would, wake they up would again. They would throw a 40-point hammer going the other way on you any, any time they felt like it. The last time they did that was at New Orleans, December of 2017. They trailed by 21. And they won by 10. <laughs> so they just flipped that game down 21, one going away. Tonight they, they flipped a 34-point I, I remember job. being at that game. Yeah. 
Ay, ay, ay. New Orleans it seemed like a frequent contributor to that. To, to that stat. That yeah, club. New Orleans would get out and be like, hey, we got this one. We're going to get the big bad Warriors. And then, nah, nope, not going to happen. The Warriors also split four with Phoenix. So you look at uh, the, the Phoenix Suns join uh, a club that uh, only the New Orleans Pelicans and I believe the Chicago Bulls Yeah, definitely are the in. Bulls since the Bulls dropped their two, their two games against the Warriors this year. Yeah, so they, they become the Suns, the third team to lose to the Warriors twice. <laughs> what a club to be in this year. In this season. Again, Chicago oh, and the Pelicans uh, are the other two. Uh, as the Warriors get the win, one fifteen to ninety nine, uh, again back in action tomorrow at Chase Center. The Warriors have won twenty of twenty three against the Suns, including ten of eleven in Phoenix, which is just strange. I know that the Suns beat the Warriors the night that Stephen Curry went down. There was the random game last March where the Warriors were just in a funk, and remember the Suns had a huge. Second half, I believe, and, and beat the Warriors. That was the right night before after, the Warriors decided to take things seriously. Yeah, that was the, the that was the first game after Kevin's meltdown on the media. That's right. Yeah, and that was when everything was getting a little weird. That was a fun one. And then they went to what Houston and Oklahoma City and won two games. <laughs> That's what a weird two year stretch that we are in, my friend. I mean, it was just yeah. You just, oh man, Phoenix just wow putting it on them at Oracle. And then it's like, what is going on with the Warriors? And then they go to Houston and go to Oklahoma City and, and win and win without Durant. Yeah, just roll them. And so, yeah, it just uh, an odd, an odd, odd thing there. But uh, yeah, the, the Pelicans, the Warriors have got a lot of wins against the Pelicans over the years. A lot of wins over the Suns. Twenty of the of the last twenty three uh, as well. Uh, that's going to do it. That that hour, wow, just flew by. Wow. Thanks to the, the callers. Thanks to our guy Rashad and Alex Scott and uh, Cody Pasby as well. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks, for setting guys. us up. Great job uh, by one and all. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Whitey Gleason at 4 o'clock from Chase Center. Warriors and the Wizards. No Steph Curry yet, but hey. It's going to happen. Will it be 8? Will it be 9 for the Warriors tomorrow night? Another opportunity to win as they'll take on the Wizards. Thanks to Nick Friedel. Really appreciate you hanging out thanks for uh, having me in bud the afternoon and, and on into the evening uh we'll talk to you tomorrow from chase warriors get the win 115 to 99 you heard it right here on 957 the game Beast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.